My name is Danielle Walker, and you are listening to On the Ground. Hey, Garup. Have you ever been in a room or at a dinner table, you know, with tons of people, and someone comes in and they're looking for a seat, and you think, hey, there's still room next to me. You know, you share that. Well, I'm hoping you share that. I'm hoping you're generous. Um, You know, you say there's still room. There's still space. That's what I think about when I think about Jasmine Dean. I met Jasmine for the first time during last year's NSEP Europe annual conference um, and had a chance to chat with her, all virtual, of course. Um, And then I also had a chance to work with Jasmine during last year's first uh, NSEP Coordinator Learning Lab. And during these moments of engagement, I found myself making room. You know, as a former Gear Up coordinator, there are things that I know that I think I know pretty well. Um, But Jasmine's wisdom, knowledge, and insight really makes me think, hey, I I need to make more space um, to learn new things and also for perspectives that kind of put a spin on what I think I know. I hope you enjoy this conversation I have with her and I hope you find yourself making more room. So Jasmine, why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself? Hello, my name is Jasmine Dean. I am the coordinator senior for the ASU Gear Up program. I am a Phoenix, Arizona native, born and raised, still here. Um, I was born into a family of four um, and we grew up in kind of one of those areas that you would say that Gear Up serves. Um, we were one of those students. We I looked for different programs similar to this to help me get into college. Um, Both of my parents are graduates of uh, community college um, and technical school. And they always just kind of instilled in us that you need to, not that you need to go to college, but you need to do something. Um, College was never forced on us, but it was always like, you need to figure out what you can do because life starts after high school. And so Um, I think that really brought me into my passion of what I do now and into education Uh, because I always took with me what my parents shared with me as a kid is that I needed to do something and figure something out with my life. I love that. So let's talk a little bit more about your college experience. I mean, we are talking about Gear Up, so I feel like we can't pass up this opportunity uh, to chat about um, what your college experience was or how you describe it. Uh, so my college experience, I would say it's something that I enjoyed. Uh, I went to Arizona State University where I currently work and um, it was definitely one, living in Arizona, you're used to being a minority. Um, going to Arizona State University was no different, um, still a minority. Uh, But I feel like in college, I took the time to find my community and really learn more about my community and what it meant to be Black. Um, And I thought that was very important being at an institution that was predominantly white. Um, I joined a sorority. I was very, very involved in college. Um, I started student organizations. I worked in multiple offices throughout the university, um, really built a network, changed my major multiple times. (laughs) Um, 
all of those things that you do as a college student, uh, I would say that I was not the best academically. I think I was really good in high school. And then when I got to college, I didn't know what to do. Um, I had too much freedom. So you mentioned you were in a sorority and I'm not, you're, you're wearing red. And so I'm trying not to make any assumptions, but I technically am. So if you don't mind, um, would you mind sharing which sorority um, you were a part of or you are a part of? So first I want to share that I don't wear red because of my sorority. Okay. Um, I just wear red because it's always been a pop color to me. It's one of those colors that I just feel like it just pops. It just looks good with like almost everything. Um, but I am a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sword. Okay. <laughs> My assumptions were correct. <laughs> Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated is a historically African-American sorority founded in 1913 um, at Howard University here in Washington, D.C. Most of you already know Howard University is an HBCU, a historically black college um, or university. So I made some assumptions and I was right. Ten points for Danielle. (laughs) So I feel like joining a black um sorority black greek letter organization was important to me um in college attending a predominantly white institution it's hard to find yourself um being the only black student in the class um you know i had a small group of friends and most of us were black but we also had some other like one of my friends was hawaiian and um, uh, Hispanic. And so we were a mixed bunch, but we just, we were very close and that was our community. Um, and joining Delta was my opportunity to build and grow with like-minded women. Um, I, I never realized until I was really pursuing Delta that I had surrounded myself with Delta women, women of Delta who I had no idea um, were Deltas, but made a huge impact on my life. And as I learned that information, it really pushed me into that sorority. And um, I think being able to build relationships with the Greek community, with my sorority sisters, with my chapter, um, definitely supported me in my education and really impacted me graduating from college, um, going out into the community and wanting to make a difference in the community. Um, and honestly, it's something that still continues to impact me today. So something that I still hold near and dear to me. So here we have one of those, you know, there's still room moments, um, at least for me. I think I understand the importance of having good people surround you, but the way that Jasmine discusses community makes me think a little bit differently um, about the way that students are engaged or the way that we support students. You know, it's not just about one-off appointments and it's not just about, you know, a phone call here or a check-in there. Um, It's really about developing community and community is a little more hefty, right? A little more thorough. Um, than one-off touches or contacts or moments to discuss. Community is something that is dynamic. It grows with a student. It changes with a student. 
but it also possesses the things that that student needs at that moment. Um, so an aha moment for me, a scooting over so I can let some of the information that Jasmine shares um, kind of fill up some space as well. So how did you find Gear Up? I mean, like, what was your, um, your journey to this, to this point? So after I graduated college, my first thought was um, I had been so involved in higher ed as a student. I was like, I sat down with one of my, um, with one of my supervisors and we were talking about what it meant to be like a professional in higher ed. And I was like, so basically what you're saying is you get to hang out with me every day and you get paid for it. And that was, and that was how I understood it. And I was like, I could get paid for this. I, I could get paid to hang out with college students all day. And so I went um, a semester after graduating with my bachelor's, I went and started my master's degree. Um, at that time, I was working with the Girl Scouts and uh, I had started a full-time position with them and I was really enjoying working with youth um, and seeing their development and creating opportunities for them. And I was enjoying that. Um, but I was still really passionate about higher education and post-secondary education. And um, after I finished my degree, I took a position with uh, career services at ASU. And during that time, I learned a lot about um, career trajectory. How do students get job employed? How do we get internships? How do we guide them? How do we help them really understand um, careers and what they can do with their life? And also taking this small understanding of career and like, what is available as a job and looking at it in this massive way of there's not just 10 jobs, right? Like I always explain to the students, you learn about like, I can be a judge, I can be a lawyer, I can be a doctor, I can be a police officer, but what are those tens of thousands of jobs that everybody else in the world does because we all are not doctors and lawyers and all those types of things. And so I loved, I really enjoyed taking that on a grander scale and helping students understand that there's so much more opportunity that you really are exposed to, uh, that you're not exposed to. Um, so after that, um, after being with Career Services for about two years, I was ready to move on. And um, ASU just happened to get this grant. I knew that I was passionate about working with youth. I looked at Europe as this opportunity to work with youth and promote higher education. And I think those were like two, like, two things that I'm super passionate about. And so I really kind of fell into Gear Up, not looking for it, not never knowing anything about it. And I thought it was a great opportunity to combine my passions. So I've talked to a lot of coordinators, um, I mean, former colleagues, but then also just being in this role. Um, I've spoken to a lot of folks within Gear Up who like to tap into a niche or something that they're passionate about or interested in, and they use that to kind of um, frame their their work. So I've talked to coordinators who enjoy books, so they create book clubs. Um, coordinators who are passionate about music, so they gear college campus visits um, to departments that kind of um, encourage students to embrace the arts. And so I wonder, um, is this the same with you? Do you have something like a niche or an interest that you've used to kind of help frame the work that you do? Yeah, so I definitely feel like this wasn't 
something that I planned, but something that just kind of fell into place. Um, so I would say that my niche going back to my career development experience was really focused around helping students understand the mass amount of opportunity out there um, because you don't know what you don't know. And I would always talk to students and tell them like, I didn't, I, we all know about these jobs, but we never think about like, what does my mom do? What does my dad do? And for the longest, I can tell you, I didn't really know what my dad did. Honestly, I didn't know what my dad did until a couple years ago and my dad's retired. So this whole time I'm thinking my dad's an engineer and he's like, I'm not an engineer. I was never an engineer. And I'm like, oh, that's just what I told everybody is that you were an engineer. I had no idea really what you did. And I feel like that goes to really show that we don't know what our parents do for work all the time, or we don't know what, what everyone around us does, right? Um, and so I really took that as something that I wanted to show students about. And so um, in our Garrett program, we've developed some opportunities. Um, we've, we've put together what I call career talks. And so career talks are an opportunity for um, a professional to come on virtually and talk with students. We ask them um, a lot of questions about, you know, who they are, what did they want to do in high school? How did they determine where they are? How did they land in this position? Tell us more about what, the, what you do in this role. Um, if a student was interested, how do they get involved? How do they get experience around this? Um, and so we've talked to, we've had a couple different career talks over this past um, semester with different professionals. Um, and I've also had the opportunity to bring on like some professional athletes, which have been really cool to really share like what it was like for them and how they fell into what they're doing now and what they're passionate about now. And like even why they agreed to come and talk to the students just because it's something that they're passionate about. So um, I think that's kind of been my niche um, is really getting that off the ground. I can honestly say that for years, I had no idea what my mom did for work. I knew she worked at Kodak, but I had no idea what she did. Um, and so I am going to speak for myself here because, you know, maybe this isn't a make room, there's still room, scooch it over moment for you, but it is for me um, because I often encourage students, even my niece, um, to take on careers or research careers that are a little more traditional, lawyer, doctor, nurse, things like that. Um, but I think it's really important that we encourage students to look at careers that are not so traditional, or maybe, maybe the word is not, not traditional. Maybe look at jobs that are not as mainstream, um, things that you wouldn't know unless you're actually out there working. Um, Jasmine makes an excellent point here. So I know you participated in the coordinator learning lab with INSEP this past fall. And you also participated in another leadership experience. And I'm curious about how these um, experiences or networking opportunities impact your work with Gear Up. Yeah, so um, while I was doing CLL, we were all, I was also participating in what's called um, the African American Leadership Institute. It's um, a local program put on here in Arizona by the state of Black Arizona. I'm sure there may be other opportunities in other places across the U.S., but um, here um, it's put on by the state of Black Arizona, and it's really a leadership program to help um, professionals grow to their leadership capacity, learn about how to serve the African-American community, but also what um, um, different things that are happening in our community that we may not know of or may not be aware of and how different things impact us. 
Um, so it was a great opportunity to network with other up and coming leaders across Arizona, but also just to learn so much about what I can do and how I can better serve my community. Can you share a little bit um, about what you think is going well with Gear Up? I don't know, best practices that you think work? Um, and then maybe some some things that you feel like maybe the Gear Up ecosystem can do a little bit more of or um, increase? When I have conversations with my students, I don't think of everything as college ready. Um, and so I feel like one of the practices that I use that I feel like has, that I feel has worked well is really just developing a relationship with my students and letting them see me as more than this person who's trying to convince them to do something or trying to, um, because I just feel like they don't take lightly to that and they see it. They see this person just wants me to do this or they just want me to do this. Um, and so I feel like for my students, I've tried to build more of a relationship with them that ensures them that I'm here for them as more of a, as a mentor. Um, and the way that I've done that is just by showing up um, and taking that extra time out of my day to spend with them, to show them that I support them. Um, and I think that alone has led them to come to me for things and ask me questions that are college related. Or, you know, one student I was just talking to last week before school ended, he came in um, and I asked him, I said, what do you want to do? And he said, I don't know. And I said, I get that. And then we started talking about his grades and he was sharing how his grades were, they were decent enough. They were good enough for him to be able to play basketball. And that was about it. And I said, I get basketball is important to you. And that's why you keep your grades up for basketball. And, I, and we sat there and I said, listen, the thing that you need to understand is that I under, you are a sophomore and I get it. When I was a sophomore, we, you're not thinking about college or what happens after high school. And I said, two years from now, when you graduate and you didn't pass your freshman math class, that's only going to hurt you being able to get into a university if that's what you choose. And so I told him, you know, you need to think about this in the sense of let me do what I need to to put all my decks in a row so that I have options. So I think um, just my biggest thing that I feel like we as professionals need to do and continue to do is really just building those relationships. Agreed. I really, really agree, Jasmine. I I think um, I love that you brought up the idea of relationships and um, how important that is to the work. Um, I think something else that, and I'm assuming you feel the same way, um, that's important is the need to um, unwind. The, the conversation that you described um, is one that I'm sure you've had many times. And I wonder, you know, after a day or week or months of, um, you know, communicating and encouraging students and showing up for students. Um, what do you or, or your team do to kind of just unwind? Um, so I think things that I do and also things that we even do at work. Um, so this is like something funny, but definitely fun. That's very lighthearted and takes away from work is um, on Mondays, uh, me and my team, we look at the crumble cookie lineup. 
very minimalistic, but um, we usually don't buy them, but we enjoy looking at them and talking about how good they look and how we should go buy them. But we also should not be eating that many cookies. Um, so that's like something that's just very funny, but also just like, this is something we do every week. It's like, did you see the crumble cookie lineup? Did you see this? Did you? So I think there's that. That's very minimal, but something that we kind of talk about as like a team. And one thing that I feel like is very, um, is becoming more of a thing in the Black community. But honestly, I go to therapy and I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Look forward to it. Like, feel like I should go more just for my own, just because I want to. Um, so those are kind of the things that I feel like help me decompress. I can't think of a better way to wrap up this interview than with a reminder to make room for well-being for our teams, but also for ourselves. Um, so big shout out to Jasmine, who since our interview has transitioned to a new position as a program manager with Northern Arizona University. Still with Gear Up, still doing great work. So if you see her at any point, at any conference, do yourself a favor, grab a cup of coffee, tap her on the shoulder and sit down and have a talk. Thank you so much to all of you for joining us for today's episode. Um, until we see you again, stay safe, be well, and continue to make room. <laughs>